0: So right after the podcast, I proceeded to get highly productive and own the day by falling asleep. (laughs) Yeah. And while I was sleeping, I have no idea why. I have no idea where it came from. I have no idea what happened because I've never, well, I'll I'll just say I had a dream about doing a music video for Asgard and literally like the set the everything and I was there doing it and I was like and did this thing and it made us and I know the exact number because it was really weird made us 2,326,000. um in just the music and the promotion and all the other stuff and and everything there so we were just like okay so we sold you know or used the money to pay off everything that we could paid off you know all the stuff that we needed to pay off and we were sitting happy and we were at zero and everything was, was good and we were just pumping um, the podcast and then nobody would let up in our comments in any of the podcasts about, Hey, yeah, talking about Asgard and it was just, it was absolutely crazy. And I woke up with that song stuck in my head and i literally just sat down and wrote it. So (laughs) I, (laughs) I have to figure out how to do music. It's definitely, I've got the music in my head, but I don't, I'm not musical. So it's a little hard. So I'm just like burp (laughs) now. And uh, so our, uh, our guest left uh, this morning, headed off to work and said, Hey, I didn't know if I was going to be mean just leaving or whatever. I didn't want to go anywhere. I'm like, yeah, it's good not to go anywhere in this house that you weren't invited unescorted. That that ends badly. And he's like, I was feeling like that would probably be the case. So I just he goes, My my purview right now is, you know, the guest room, the kitchen where the water is, and uh, you know, the the living room and the front door. And so I don't take, you know, uh I don't want to take advantage of any of those things. I'm like, no, that's fine. So no worries there. And then, you know, ask them, like, what time are you off? Make sure he's off at five o'clock. I'm like, OK, you know, and then uh, the bummer for me is uh, that they did find uh, them a load immediately. So they have they're going to do their drop in San Antonio and then they're going to go down to Laredo and then they're going to be heading up to Connecticut. So but that means that this week breaks ten thousand dollars. That's that's it. The whole week. So, it's like, whatever. It it is what it is. Um, It's just really frustrating. I I really do miss Amy and want to show her everything that we've done. And, you know, go around like a big stupid dog being like, good idea, are you proud of me? (laughs) You know, so, but um, they are probably going to stop by here tonight, but won't be until 10 o'clock. And I'm either going to give up one of our mini fridges or I got to go run and grab them a mini fridge. So, um, because theirs went out, and I'm like, why Why didn't you tell me? Like, we can find $100 to get a mini-fridge. I mean, that's, you know...
1: Well, we're, wait, you said they're going where? San Antonio. Oh. From Jersey. No, we, we normally would get ours from... Home Depot. Yeah, that was yeah. next to the Albertsons.
0: Yep, uh, I was thinking about telling her to stop by the Home Depot and grab it on her way, but as it is, she's not going to be here until like 10 o'clock. So, and I have finally finally the ifta stickers yeah so it's oh, like i
1: saw and nikki told me about that she, yeah those lying little shits oh yeah saying they sent it but mm-hmm. the stickers next day air
0: mm-hmm. oh no A- amy went off on them she she went uncharacteristically off because she was so irritated she called the shop she's called the shop now five six times right in just the last two weeks And now they're just not answering the phone when she calls. So they have caller ID. So it's like, okay. So I went straight to the number two in the company and said, hey, (laughs) you know, this is the issue. And I need the direct line shop number. And Amy got a hold of them and then was like, and they were like, oh, well, we sent it. No, 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 you did not. No, you didn't. Not an option. You don't have a say. Give me the damn stickers. And it was like, and next day them and then call me back and give me the tracking number. So Amy went full you know, hardcore, and yeah, they they were like, okay, so next item, they're here. So yeah, you know, Amy, I know you're probably listening. So yeah, you're if the stickers are here. So, but uh, it means that she won't get here until ten. They got a delivery at eight. They've got to go to Laredo and pick that up. It'll put them at twelve, which means they'll come back up here. They'll probably be here tomorrow at about six thirty or seven. Which is, what time is uh, the prom?
1: I have no idea. Okay, and. I-
0: I think I think they'll be here just to be like Sienna for the prom and then be heading out from there. So
1: the prom is on Friday?
0: I thought is it prom Friday or Saturday? It's on Saturday? It oh I don't think always they always on a Saturday. Yeah, I don't think they can get from Saturday to Monday morning at six AM. Yeah, they could actually do that. So to Connecticut. It's not like we're talking them going from LA to Jersey, so OK, well, we'll have him figure it out and, and figure out the math on that so that everything can be in place. But, you know, the happiness is the happiness just for everybody. And the craziness is the craziness. And I wrote a song called I Love Asgard, <laughs> which one of the, the funniest things to it. Well, I don't even want to get into it, but I, it, it's cute. I'll share it with you later. I, I kind of want to do this thing just as part of everything else that I'm doing. I've been working on our website. It was working on um, our videos. Was realizing I thought I I thought somebody had put the video files on my computer and I was mad because I couldn't find them and so now you're like no and I'm like oh, okay I'm an idiot so but no worries there and then okay and he's got a baseball game tonight so he'll he'll be a little bit later too so no worries there Ooh. um our our visitor okay so sorry but you know it's it's just been crazy this week this week has been crazy and because after this you and I have to go. And we're going to go get dirt and come back and get trellis? Or are we just going to take the trellis and head over there? Or what's the plan?
1: Well, you never told me whether or not we could get dirt. You yeah, we can. So it's probably smarter to for me to bring the trellis and then work on the trellis while you or you and Nikki go get the dirt okay. and then bring it over there. Because I I can be done with the trellis by the time you guys get back. Okay, But it'll be a waste of time if we do it any other way they need the trellis it's the first yeah. priority no, i understand okay
0: well that works and with that welcome to the afternoon dive on the stupid podcast on everything where i'm joey and i'm kiki and we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time by two people who are just so busy <laughs> it's like crazy so uh today you've got a couple of things to that we're gonna be able to go over and right what we're we're changing a little bit today would normally be Things that are are legal but shouldn't be and things that um, and marketing scams. You know, I'm, I will start by or what was the other one? I'm sorry.
1: It's unpopular
0: opinions. Unpopular and Things opinions. that Man. aren't illegal but should be. Okay. Sorry. So I wanted to share just a couple of news things that aren't being shared, that aren't out there, that aren't in the Twitterverse, that aren't in the media and so but are still kind of important to talk about. And so I want to do those here. Um, first one because I literally I keep saying we are on the verge of World War III, and I think people are taking that as rhetoric, and I don't believe it is. I really feel like it is today, um, specifically. Well, in, because China, you know, uh, time zone differences are, are great, but today China is threatening to retaliate. If Kevin McCarthy, so he's the Speaker of the House, meets with uh, meets next week with uh, Taiwanese President uh, Tsai, I can never say his name right, and I try uh, Tsai Ing Wen, okay, uh, in Los Angeles, and it's one of the two two U.S. cities that that he's visiting on his tour around the world, um, because they're just trying to rally, you know, support because right now china is is trying to declare Taiwan as theirs as part of china, and the meeting was was rebuked by Chinese officials this morning yesterday, whichever you want to put it, um who said such a provocation and de facto recognition um would be the recognition of taiwan's uh sovereignty, which they don't agree with, and this is All really bad timing because, and I'm sure you didn't know because I didn't know and I had to start looking into this really hard. But, you know, Honduras last week established ties with China and broke away from Taiwan. So basically Honduras established, you know, diplomatic ties with China on this last Sunday and broke off their relationship with all relations with Taiwan which is now becoming increasingly isolated and is only recognized um, by is by 13 sovereign states, which includes the Vatican City. And of course, the pope uh, went to the hospital yesterday. And while the pope was in the hospital, this all this fun stuff happened. And Taiwan, you know, is like we are sovereign. We are a sovereign state. We are our own country. And China is saying, no, you're not. And China is saying, you know, and they're like, well, we're going to go to the U.S. and we're going to talk to leaders in the U.S. Now, this is after Nancy Pelosi had gone to Taiwan and China was like, oh, my gosh, we we reserve the right to, to retaliate against that. And now they're doing it again because the Taiwanese president is coming to the U.S. China is setting themselves up to invade Taiwan, a sovereign country of its own country, you know, which won't be the first time that they've done this. And, you know, I'll tell you this when when I was a kid, so long before you existed on this planet, (laughs) um, when I was a kid, nothing said made in China on it. Everything said made in Hong Kong. And Hong Kong got absorbed by China, the much the same way that they're trying to do right now in Taiwan. And those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. And it looks like that's what China is trying to do. And Taiwan saying you're not. We're not a part of you. We are our own country. And China's saying, no, you're not. And getting closer and pulling more military drills, putting more ships, putting more military with, within, you know, arm's reach of Taiwan, saying, no, you're not. And so right now the tensions between the, the two countries, you know, are, are, are palpable and they're reaching, they're reaching a climax. And, you know, Taiwan has l- literally governed themselves um, since 1949 and And Beijing literally views the island, says, "Help, nope, it's part of our territory," and has literally vowed like straight up said that they will unify Taiwan uh with the mainland using force if necessary and so the tensions are absolutely ridiculously high, and things are going they're going to go to a head, and it's like and between. The fact that Russia and Iran and, you know, China and there, it's going to just be one little thing. It's going to be one thing that's going to spark it all. And it's crazy to think about the fact that we're sitting here now and fighting over TikTok because, oh, man, the Chinese government, you know, could be gathering information, and everything else. But the truth is, that's not what they're upset about. It's not what the government's upset about. What the government's upset about is that China won't give the U.S. the information that they get. Because the U.S. already gets all this information. The U.S. knows everything about you. Why? Because they have Oracle. Everything that we have on, you know, everything that tracks us in the U.S. from Facebook and Instagram, um, you know, Pinterest, everything. YouTube, Google, everything. The government has access to all of it. What they don't have access to is TikTok. What they don't have access to is Timu. What they don't have access to is the Chinese-run companies that are in the U.S. And they're like, oh, well, you know, and they tell that they worry about Americans' privacy, except you've said it last time, right? Mm -hmm. Because the Patriot Act eliminated what privacy we had. We have no privacy. None. The government listens to our podcast. They have software to listen to our podcast. That's that's where it is. They know everything we do. They know how much we spend on what we spend and what we buy. And the only things that save us are cash. And then they figure that crap out, too, with trends and everything else because it's the government. You know, it's 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 stupid for people to to think that it would be so hard and such a disconnect that. You know, you would draw and one of our one of our listeners had actually uh, pointed this out and I had forgotten that I had talked about this before. You would draw say, let's say you would draw two hundred dollars, right? You would draw two hundred dollars and you would draw two hundred dollars. And how hard would it be for the government to read those serial numbers? How hard would it be for the bank to register those serial numbers when you're given the money? Not not hard at all. literally shoots it out. And then. Now, let's let's say we go to the farmer's market this weekend and we spend that $200. And then one of the people at the farmer's market goes and deposits that money back in the bank. And they know that within, you know, 48 hours, our money came out in cash, went to these people, and and these people deposited that money in cash. Doesn't take a genius to figure out what's going on, right? And so it's like – so it's, it's freaky to think that. Now, I do think it puts extra steps in there that save you because if they take that $20 bucks. That we used to go buy a couple of tomatoes from them. Hoping that they don't taste like cardboard. (laughs) And. Then they go take it and they go over to Kroger's. And they go spend it as cash. Then. It's that one step extra that where the government's like. Oh you use cash. At Kroger's. Okay. And you know those kinds of things. But the government is pushing. Hard right now. For us to go into a cashless society. And you know it's it's mixed so hard for people because look look what canada was able to do having people that are basically cashless right look what look what china and and you know communist countries are able to do and the other thing that I that I'll say that's going on right now nobody's talking about and I'm trying to get more information on it um the us i know uh told a, told every american citizen in russia to get out and i was like Okay, and so tried to find out why and all I could find out is that a US journalist has been detained in Russia. And uh, as part of that, they freaked out and said, "Okay, everybody get out. Everybody get out of the country." So but we know we don't know the circumstances behind the journalist's detention. We don't know anything right now. So there's just there is some crazy stuff that that's going on right now. So I'm just huh you know little little bit of stuff going on (laughs) but okay so i'm gonna yield right now so go for it we're gonna change our pace up a little bit what do you got going
1: i'm gonna be reading some confessions today um i have six here i don't think anything too crazy this time but still interesting nonetheless this first one is titled, I stole lottery tickets working at a gas station in high school. So when I was a senior what? in high school, I worked at a small gas station down the street. Nowadays, most gas stations have a huge interior, interior, but this one was one of those tiny one-aisle one gas stations. We didn't have a cash, reg- cash register scanner. Oh my goodness, I can't speak today. That's <laughs> okay. So every product was typed into the register. At that time, a 20-ounce bottle of soda cost $1, the same as scratch-off tickets. Every time someone bought a $1 soda, I punched it in as lotto, and when the customer left, I would rip a ticket off and set it to the side. During the course of a typical 8 to 10-hour shift on the weekends, I'd probably do this about 5 to 10 times, and at the end of the night after I closed up, I would sit in my car and scratch the tickets. Any winners I would take up to the, up the road to the other gas station and cash out. I typically would make anywhere between 15 to 30 bucks a night doing this, and if I was ever questioned about the missing sodas, rarely because all of the inventory was hand-done and easy to manipulate, I would say sorry I was thirsty and couldn't leave since I was the only one here. The boss wouldn't mind because I made it appear that only one or two were missing. As I've gotten older, I felt worse about this and never really put it out in the world, so here's my shot at cleansing my conscience.
0: You ever stolen anything? Like shoplifted or anything?
1: No, I had way too much of a goody two shoes. I had somebody else steal for me though.
0: What's the story on that?
1: <laughs> it's the same toxic person that I was so in love with throughout all of my you know high school career. Mm-hmm. It was one time, one of the few times that he was like, you know what, I'll I'll play along with this, you know, because I'm bored right now. And we went on a you know walking around kind of date that wasn't really a date, but you know this <laughs> whatever. And we walked around in, uh, I think it was Michael's, and, like, we did Target and all that, you know, just walking around a bunch of places. And while we were in Michael's, we were looking at all the stuff that uh, they had for, like, jewelry and stuff, and Mm -hmm. all of the, like, little keychains and things. And uh, at the end cap, there was this really pretty rose quartz, uh, just, like, rock that was pretty, like, they hand... Wound the the metal so it was holding it in, and it was really pretty, and it was all you know, swirly and nice. And it was just a pendant for a necklace, like it didn't come with a chain or anything. And I literally was you know walking around all the necklace things and all that, and was just looking at it and da da da. And then that one had caught my eye, and I was like, oh man, that's so pretty. And I was holding it and I was touching it and da da da. And then I put it back, and he stole it from me. So he walked out and then got maybe I don't know hundred feet away from the front door, and then he pulled it out of his pocket and was like, here you go. I was like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, wow. And, you know, at the time, of course, me and my little stupid brain was like, "He just stole from me. Oh my gosh, it's so romantic. <sighs> and then, you know, it died down a week <laughs> yeah. later and I was like, wow, I died can't wear this anywhere what if somebody knows <laughs> like i'm gonna get in trouble when you know in reality it was elk grove nobody mm-hmm. was ever going to know no. but i was still scared and it so it wasn't a city with it. a population
0: of 15 yeah and, you know you just stole from the only five and dime in the in the whole city yeah. but
1: yeah no i had never stolen okay i think literally the only time that it was like an accident mm-hmm. was one of the times and i, I texted you immediately after freaking out <laughs> So I went grocery shopping at Walmart, and I had paper towels on, on the underside of the car. Oh, yeah, And then yeah. I came out and went to go put everything away and realized the paper towels were down there. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't have them scan the paper towels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I just accidentally stole paper towels. But I didn't want to go back in and be like, hey, uh... I- forgot to have you scan these and i I was just scared i left and i texted you and i was like i think i stole my (laughs) dolls." but yeah like literally that i think that's it i don't think i've ever done that by accident any other time and i don't think there was ever like a point that i purposely took something
0: when i was i want to say i was seven years old yeah i was seven um and there was a 7-eleven in vacaville that i passed every day on my walk from Payton Elementary School to the babysitters. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was a forever and a day of a walk. I actually, man, I wish... That's one of the things I wish I would have, like, driven back there and gotten to to look at that. But I would walk there. And they used to have these little chocolate chips. This chocolate chip tube. So it was a tube that literally... I don't remember what the brand was or anything. But it was a tube. And all it had in it was chocolate chips, right? And it was 49 cents. And I would go there and I would go in and I would, when I could, I'd buy the tubes. And when I couldn't, I would grab a watermelon Jolly Rancher that they had right up at the front and they were a nickel a piece. Okay. Or if I wanted the big flat ones, they were 15 cents a piece. So it's like, so if I had that 15 cents and you know, the funny thing is, is like I I had money as a kid because Our neighbors next door didn't want to clean up their dog poo. They didn't want to walk their dog. So I'd go over and I'd clean up their dog poo and they'd give me two bucks. I'd walk their dogs. They'd give me two bucks. And, you know, I would, you know, just take a dollar. And that dollar would last me a week type situation (laughs) because I would just go there. And then there was one day that I came in and I didn't have the money for the chocolate tube, but I really wanted the chocolate tube. And so I put it in my pocket. And another kid that was walking with me, I don't remember the kid much, um, other kids walking with me and he goes and he waits outside because he doesn't have anything and sees me go walk in there, go to the tubes, walk back out, walk out the front door. Seven didn't do anything. I left. I, I walked. We got to a field. It was an empty field, which I'm sure is not an empty field anymore. Um, we got to an empty field and I pulled out the tube and A couple of the chocolate, like first time I'd ever stolen, but I was like, "I'm good, pro, right?" And he saw me steal it, and he's like, "Wait, you didn't pay for that?" Yes, I did. That's literally my first answer. He's like, "No, you didn't. I, I, I saw you didn't even go to the register." Yes, I did. I'm going back and telling. I slapped the shit out of him. Uh, (laughs) Oh my god! I slapped the living piss out of him. I'm like, "You're not doing jack. Shut the hell up!" Like I was just, and I and. And literally took about five steps and I started crying because I realized what a horrible person this just so you know um this was about two weeks after I was raped, and I'm walking to the babysitter's house where I was being raped and so that was my my th- I just suddenly decided I was a badass and Stole it, and then when got called on it, I slapped him, and then realized what I had did and how I was just a bad person. And in my head, said, "Oh, I deserved what happened to me, because of how bad a person I was." And the next day, I went. I, I don't remember school for squat. The next day, what I remember was that I brought the whole dollar with me, and I went to Seven Eleven, and I went to the manager. And I said, yesterday I left and I grabbed these and I didn't pay for it. And he goes, I know. And he's just looking at me and he's just looking at me and I'm like, I'm expecting to be mad, but his eyes were just really soft. And he says, I know. And he goes, and something's happened. And he goes, you're okay. And I was like, please take the dollar. And he goes, it's only 49 cents. And I said, just interest. And he just sat there and he goes, okay. Never do it again. That was it. I have never, ever shoplifted anything since that day. So, and honestly, that was like, that was the start of the change in my life where I like the misery that I felt like, like, you know, you, you get to an age where just lying is just lying. Right. And, but, but the misery that I was feeling about lying or doing anything was just palpable and Yeah. That was, that was like, I literally, (laughs) I slapped somebody for some chocolate chips, you know? And, and, uh, but I, I look back at it now and go, yeah, that was, that was the kid trying to cope with a world that lost color to me because it did, you know? So, but yeah, aside from that, I've never shoplifted anything since, not a single thing on purpose since. I don't know what self-checkouts, if I've missed something on self-checkouts. I know I probably have. If I get annoyed and I go to scan something and it just doesn't work, I'm just like, eh, screw it, you know, type situation. But, yeah, I've never shoplifted anything since then. Okay, so go ahead. What's your next one? (laughs) Uh,
1: This next one is uh, titled, I feigned colorblindness to avoid workplace uniform requirements. I worked as a valet and they had strict uniform requirements, including black pants. Mine were dark gray. I knew all along I was committing an infraction, but refused to spend money on more pants just for a part time job. Four months into the job, they noticed and called me out, but I maintained they were black. A debate arose, then someone asked cautiously if I was colorblind. I said, Well, if you're so sure I'm wrong about this, then I may be. It's been suggested before. I don't even think that's how colorblindness works. (laughs) Nevertheless, the management took pity on me. I never corrected the error, nor was I disciplined. I share this to atone for my sins.
0: Wow. You have, well, you know what? Have you ever thought you were colorblind? Or anything like that? No, I've
1: always been able to see colors in more depth than a lot of people. So Mm -hmm. I never thought that I was. (laughs) I thought other people were just stupid a lot of the times. Because I'd be like, oh man, yeah. And they'd be like, oh yeah, no, these colors are like the same. And I'd be like no they're very much not and it used to bug me because i knew the color shades and what their names were half the time and people would like say the complete opposite of one mm-hmm. and it would bug me and i'd be like that is not what that color is and they'd be like oh, it's the same thing i'm like no it's not <laughs> like it used to make me so mad. so there, i don't think there was ever a point where i was like oh maybe i'm colorblind i was like not nah, no i i know i see more color than a lot of people so <laughs> i just i didn't i didn't know i never thought
0: yeah. Well, and, and it's 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 funny because when I was a kid, I was told that only they they gave us those little dot pictures that that have like a number or a letter mm-hmm. or a shape in it and they would have you go through it. But they only had the guys, the boys doing it. And I was like, oh, why are only the boys doing it? And I was told, oh, well, girls can't get colorblind. And I grew up believing that. And in fact, until <laughs> about a couple of years ago, that was what I actually that was all I believed. Um, but the truth is, just so everybody knows, if anybody else is in my generation or has the same level of belief, um, the primary cause of colorblindness, it's actually a, a it's a lack of light sensitive pigments in the cones of your eye. OK. And, you know, it's an inherited condition, meaning it's got to come from one of your parents and it's mostly affects males. But there are cases where women can have um, what's what's called. Um, color muting. It's not really color blind, but like, like you're talking about right now, you can see if I showed you a pink and you're like, that's not the same pink as this pink. And I'll be like, yeah, it is. Well, then I have a color muting issue. Right. Um, and women can actually have that. So it is technically a color blindness because you're blind to a color or a spectrum of color, but traditional black and white color blindness is actually Not really the thing. So, like, if you ever watch a black and white film and think, oh, this is what it looks like for colorblind people, no, it actually ends up, they've realized that it can be any one of the depths of two colors, right? So, somebody could actually have green and red that they can see. And so the world isn't black and white, the world is green and red. And it's like, so when you think about those kind of prisms of colors, You know, or they can have again, for most people it's a color muteness. So we but we call it a color blindness, but it's literally it's a spectrum, which is why when they do those tests, they give you different colored they'll give you like a green and orange with the number two in it, or a blue and a yellow with a letter A in it, things like that, because they fall in the opposite sides of the spectrum. So we wanna see if you can see it in, in that kind of blind so or green and yellow blue and pink so there, there's very specific ways that they do this to check it so but yeah just for the record so if people are like, oh women can't be colorblind yes they can and you know and the the flip side of that which comes from you know the hunter-gatherer type things is women have bigger problems with uh, depth perception than men do so just a little fun fact <laughs> Go ahead. What's our next one?
1: Uh, this one, I ha- I was <laughs> very entertained reading this one just because I, I get it. I get their point of view. And I think it's funny that they feel bad about it. And, like, I just... <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's titled, I abandoned my friends after the cops were called on us. Okay, so just before we start, I'm going to be using fake wow. names so the names I give are not the ones that they are actually... So about two years ago, my friend Sabrina bought a drinking game for anime fans. She wanted to throw a party where we all drank and played the game together. Only problem was the oldest person was me at 20. Nonetheless, we started a group chat about it and decided to have it at my house. The day comes and about 10 people are there with us. One of my friends, Chelsea, was there and she got absolutely plastered. She was so shit-faced that she posted videos on her story on Instagram. She was 18 at the time. My best friend saw this and started freaking out and crying and called my friend Josh, who's an EMT, to come deal with things. Josh is also Chelsea's ex-boyfriend, so he absolutely jumped on it. He ended up calling the cops on us, and they showed up two hours later. Once my friend Andrew had told me they were there and went to open the door, I ran to get my dad to deal with things. Then I went and hid in my room because my thought was that while my friends would get in trouble, I would have gone to jail as the host of the party. Andrew even came back to check on me, and he was understanding, surprisingly, of why I did what I did. Truth be told, I was lying to myself. I knew that I was leaving my friends to the wolves where so I ran away like a scared little bitch. I was so selfish that I was willing to let my friends take the fall for this and get me get away with it. Turns out Andrew, though, was not as understanding as I thought because he, broke up my, he brought up my name to the cops. They had taken <laughs> my name down but never took action. Well, long story short, after about 20 minutes of my dad negotiating with the cops, the cops agreed to let everyone off with a slap on the wrist and told them to go home. They confiscated all the alcohol and had everyone's parents come and get them, but I didn't know that until about an hour afterwards. My mom ran in after everyone left and asked if I was okay, which I was shaking at that point because I didn't know if my friends were okay until I texted them later that night. For all I knew, I left them to get thrown in jail. That night, I got a verbal lashing by two of them. Most of the others forgave me, but two were extremely pissed off at me for leaving them behind, and rightfully so. To this day, I don't think they ever forgave me. Andrew had to walk back from school to get his car from my, from my house, and he's never dropped that since. The only person who fully forgave me was my cousin Taylor, who told me that he was planning on joining me that night in hiding. All I can say is I'm sorry for what I did, but we're all older now, and I even gave up alcohol afterwards. The shock of that situation made me never want to drink again. I still have the occasional one-off now, but I never allowed myself to get to that point. My friend's 21st is coming this summer, and she's talking about getting alcohol, but only allowing people of age to drink. Hopefully we don't have another situation like that ever again.
0: So, yeah. I've never run out of a situation, but I've been the one left. <laughs> so, um, one of the things that we used to do, uh, Toby and- Toby Troy and I, is we would go out to the graveyard. There was a graveyard, big, big cemetery in in uh, Vallejo, right? And I smoked. I didn't smoke weed. I just smoked. And they would smoke weed like crazy, like mad, like just absolute reminding me why I didn't. <laughs> and cop car came right up. I didn't see the cop car. They saw the cop car. Right. And so I look down and I see the cop car and I'm like, OK, not moving. I'm not going to move. There's a cop car. And so I'm watching this cop car and he's just sitting there and he's rolling and he goes by and he's nice and he's looking around and he puts out the little searchlight. Right. And I'm sitting right next to um, I'm right next to a, uh, to a headstone that's big enough that I'm sitting right behind it and you know unless you're looking right at me I mean it could have been one of those that he was panning it and like looked at a video of it later and was like (sighs) I just saw a person's head peeking out type situation and so he had the light go on and then drove off and I was like and I sighed and I turned around and they were gone (laughs) they were effing gone they were so gone I knew they'd gone up the hill because that was the only only place that they were really getting because they weren't going to run down to the cop right they weren't even on the property they had gone past it jumped over the chain link fence went three streets down further and after about 20 minutes i found them because toby was my ride <laughs> and i was like you fuckers ditched me <laughs> and they were like we thought you were running too like I just, I just remember that. It was like, yeah, no, never, never done that. Never backed away from a fight. Never, you know, back down or anything and never jumped out of a situation when I'm several times I should have and didn't, you know, down to when you and I were going through the way station, I knew we should have gone, just rolled. There was nothing they were going to do. And I didn't, I just don't. I just have this thing in me where I just like, I don't run. I'm not a pussy, you know, type situation, but Yeah. You? You ever run away and ditch everybody?
1: No. I never get in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
0: That's why I was kind of thinking, not there. (laughs) All right, go ahead.
1: (laughs) So this next one is titled, ChatGPT4 is writing all of my essays for university. The feedback I'm receiving is that my essays are among the best ever submitted. I'm doing online schooling. I decided to test the waters by submitting one assignment that was partially written by ChatGPT to see if there'd be any suspicion. I wrote an essay, asked GPT to add some fluff to it, and then fill in the remaining parts of the assignment based on the essay. I spent a good bit of time changing things to make the writing more human-like. I was quite nervous that the assignment would get run through a tool to check for AI usage. However... After learning of the low rate of accuracy for those tools, I decided it was worth the risk. My assignment score came back to around 90%. After my first assignment, I got more confident and started letting ChatGPT do more of my work. I'd come up with the main ideas for an essay, copy-paste the assignment prompt, write out what content to include, and let GPT work its magic. I always read through the response fully to make sure nothing was too awkward or out of place, but slowed way down on how much I would actually change. I'd have to go in and change a few things per prompt. But overall, ChatGPT has done the majority of the work for me. The wildest part to me is how much praise the work has gotten. Even though I haven't been getting perfect 100% scores, the comments are on how well-written and well-organized the essays are. One assignment came back with a comment saying that with a few minor adjustments, it could be considered among the best. I don't really feel bad about what I'm doing. I know how to write well. I'm just not as good at ChatGPT. I'm not an English major, nor am I concerned with being the best writer. I'm not using AI to skip out on things I should be learning that are going to be relevant to my career. I'm simply using it as a tool to help me get through some parts of school much easier. And so far, it's working perfectly.
0: You, and this is what I said was going to happen. This mm-hmm. is exactly what I said. Yeah, so people are doing this. It's like, I, and yeah, the, the software that they have right now to tell whether or not it is, the only way, the only way would be if ChatGPT was to index every single thing, mm-hmm. put it onto an, a server where you would be able to upload something and it would say, oh, we found a 100% match to this, you know, nine, 99% match to blank or whatever it was. But that's, it's, it's mm-hmm. going to be a thing. So I'm glad that Lily and Tabby will be out of school before they're able to actively take control of it um, and that we watch what they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... But you don't learn, you know, there's, there's a thing when you're doing reports to understand that when you're doing a report and it's a book, and even if it's a book you don't like, like for me, The Pearl, The Old Man in the Sea, disliked those books. I did the reports on them to gain an appreciation of them, and I remember those reports. But I mean, I would cheat. I have told. I think I've told you this before is what I would do is I would do it like, well, so and so did it like I do it like a, you know, a, mm-hmm. a teaser at, at it and always worked. It always worked. I always got away with it. But it was good because like every other book or every third book that we read was the one I didn't like. So I wouldn't do that for every book report. Right. And so it was just enough that it was flying under the radar. So. But yeah, I uh, y- you're going you're hurting yourself at the end of the day with stuff like this. You're not hurting anybody else. And we talk about schools now are teaching people how to be workers not how to be leaders. And that's the kind of stuff that just you're going to cheat and then realize when you come into the real world that you know, you've limited yourself and stunted yourself. So that's one of those that karma's itself. Absolutely. <laughs> What's next? Uh
1: this one is pretty short uh, it's titled i have been stealing money from my parents to go to therapy i 20 female am a student but i do some freelance work as a graphic designer but if i'm low on some money i steal some from them they are very unsupportive of psychiatry sci- of psychiatry and therapy and don't know that i have been visiting one either i was suicidal in the past yet they were still against it i really need this for my education and apparent psychosis All hell will break loose if my parents find out about this, but this needs to continue.
0: So get a job. Find something else. I mean, I I never advocate stealing from your parents. It's just, honestly, I mean, therapy's not cheap. So, like, I know for, like, a simple one-hour session for Amy, right, Um, it was $80, and for me, um, when I went through mine after after my suicide attempt, um, it was like sixty dollars a session. And, you know, for the the realization that people are like, you think your parents aren't noticing forty, sixty, eighty dollars missing on a on a weekly or bi bi-week, biweekly basis. They're going to. They're going to one way or the other, they're going to figure it out. So, but I mean, get the help that you need, but there are free resources that are out there and low cost Mm -hmm. resources that you can utilize. But is this a self diagnosis? Is this, you know, is it a you went to a therapist and the therapist talked to you and said, yeah, you know, you got these problems or you just like, I feel like I have these problems and I'm going to a therapist and my parents don't understand because my parents think I'm okay or my parents know I'm okay. And don't believe me. And so I'm going to prove my parents wrong by having this. There's just so much that's to that. But don't steal from your parents. They're, they're going to figure that out. They're going to be your parents the rest of your life. And, you know, I stole $10 and quarters from them when I was like six. And they found out real stinking quick. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, just just keep that in mind. And then once, cause once you're caught stealing from your parents, too, They're never going to forget that you stole from them. Lily and Tabby have both stolen from me, and I will never forget it. And they know I will never forget it. Truth is, I can't remember half of what it was, but, you know, it it is what it is. Anyway.
1: And then this last one uh, was also (laughs) entertaining, greed, a little concerning, but I thought Mm -hmm. it was a little funny. Um, It's titled, Dropped a Sandbag Onto a Car from a Trestle as a Kid. (laughs) It was the first night out of school during whatever summer vacation this happened during. I was probably 14 or 15. My best friend and I were smoking cigarettes on the train trestle we always hung out on. We walked out to the middle and laid down on the tracks and dropped spitballs on cars that passed underneath. No big deal. Nearby was a small sandbag smaller than my head. It couldn't have been more than, like, two pounds. No idea why it was randomly there, but it was. Our young brains decided to toss it down on someone. This particular street had lots of construction vehicles that passed under the bridge, and we were waiting for an empty dump truck to toss it into. We figured the echo would be epic, and it would scare the shit out of the driver. No dump truck came in time, and it took us it, in the time it took us to get impatient, so we decided to drop it on a car. We heard glass shatter and brakes screech. Thank God the guy was okay, but he was pissed and threw his car in reverse to try to catch the two of us. He didn't. No idea why our young brains thought that it was a good idea. It was incredibly reckless, and we're lucky the guy didn't crash and die. What if he had kids with him? I'm sure his insurance company paid for his damages, and he just had a bad night, but who knows what events transpired in his life as a direct result of me and my friend being totally irresponsible assholes. I wouldn't tell this story for years in my hometown in case I somehow came across the guy who we did that to. I was worried I'd catch a well-deserving ass beating. hmm
0: wow yeah no (laughs) no i have nothing to relate to that i'll let it stand on its own you know what a trestle is right it's the big wooden bridges that go over the road like in little city rural areas which makes sense because they're like hey i didn't want to say it in my own city Mm -hmm. you know so yeah more than likely somebody's like hey you know i to know a couple of kids talking about this because you yeah you would have got (laughs) caught. but uh yeah and man i just like a a random sandbag first you know what you know what it sounds like to me because the trestle's not wide it's not a big thing so Mm -hmm. what it sounds like to me is like a couple other kids had carried it out there with the intent to do what you did (laughs) and you guys but you guys actually went forward and did it and they didn't so you know if if somebody i I just think about this because here it is imagine this you you sit there and you go out with your friend and you're like, hey, I'm going to get a sandbag. Oh, yeah? What are you going to do with it? Oh, I'm going to go drop it on a truck from from a railroad bridge. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yeah, huh? Go with me. Let's go. Let's go do it. All right. So you grab the, grab the bag. You go walking out on the bridge. And it's like, all right, go ahead. Do it. I will. Just go ahead and do it. I, you know what? No. I, now I'm not going to do it. Right? And they leave and leave it there. And then they hear the story of what happened to this guy in the car. And they're like, did it fall off the bridge? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did we do that? Did like I can just see because kids are stupid and like the panic that would ensue, mm-hmm. like so, hearing the story, or or even worse, what do they find end up finding out that it was one of those kids' dad.
1: Oh gosh! Like
0: you know, because the world is crazy yeah. like that, right? Like I was there was a story I was reading yesterday where where two guys completely found each other, fell in love, and found out after they were in a relationship for several years. That they're brothers, <laughs> you know, like you know that that kind of stuff, look, the world is crazy, so like I can just see that guy comes home and he goes, "All right, you won't believe this, and It's like <laughs> what and the wife is like, what what's going on you know and and he's like, a couple of kids dropped a sandbag on your son's right there at the dinner table, going <laughs> like, like just." freaking out but you know because i mean you hear stories like that all the time Mm -hmm. like i've heard the story doesn't know anybody for this one but i heard the story about the kid he was 16 years old and he was kind of braggadocious and he was just this kid and he went to he went to the pharmacy and you know uh For the city they were in, he had to get it from the pharmacist to get a condom. And so he went and bragged and wanted to get some condoms and wanted to get a six-pack of condoms. And then he went and went to go meet his girlfriend, and the pharmacist was the one that met him at the door. So it ended up being that the pharmacist was the kid's parent. So, like, just that whole level, and, you know, I am sure that's happened. And those kinds of things have happened all the time. When I had SIA, um, it was hilarious because Sacramento traffic is a pain. Like, Sacramento traffic is stupid because every morning or every afternoon, some idiot gets in a wreck and shuts down three lanes on a four-lane freeway, right? Mm -hmm. And I had a guy who literally was pushing and and pushing and cut me off to jump over where I'm at and cut me off, flip me off, and, like, just total stinking attitude. You know what's funny? Mm. Three hours later, he was one of my interviews. Wow. So he came in to me to interview and I saw the guy on the camera because, you know, security cameras are everywhere. And Mm -hmm. it's like I look and see how many people I got left to interview in a day, whether it was interviewing for myself or another company or whatever it was. And he was there and I started laughing. And this guy comes in. He looks at me. He's trying. I could see his brain processing why I look familiar. And he went, oh, shit. Turned around and walked out. Never got to ask him a single question. <laughs> he turned around and he walked out. And the sad thing was, I looked at his resume. I was going to hire the guy. Wow. He was literally my prospect for the day. But that reckless ass driving cost him a job. So, you know, it's it's funny how that happens. Anyway, if you got some crazy ass story like this, please feel free to put it on any of our social media. We would love to share it, love to talk about it, and love to bring it up here on the air. So, Until then, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning, hopefully, on the Morning Grind. And this has been the Stupid Podcast on Everything. And I've been Joey. And I'm Kiki. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.